Hey, 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 welcome to the Book of Alicia, where we talk about womanhood, motherhood, wifeyhood, and everything in between. I may not know everything, but I know some things, so we're going to talk about some things, okay? I am your host, Alicia, and I'm ready to dive into some things today. But first, let me start off by sharing with you ways you can connect with me on social media. You can follow me at the Book of Alicia on Instagram, as well as like my Facebook page, the Book of Alicia. You can also follow me at my blog at www.aliciashavon.com. That's www.aleshashevon.com. There you can get a glimpse of my life and thoughts, as well as purchase books that I have co-authored. Today, I thought it would be cool to speak with the owner of Lux by London to discuss cleaning from the outside as we talk about what we wear can determine how we feel so i am continuing with the cleaning series on this episode as i celebrate my release of my cleaning anthology how god turned our stories into his glory okay so are y'all ready for today's episode let's get it in Lamerica London is the owner of Lux by London online clothing boutique. She says, many may wonder what a graduate of Prairie View A&M University with a master's degree in accounting is doing with the clothing boutique. The simple answer is simply creativity. Her blog is something she originally started as an outlet from her work life, but is now so much more. She's grown with her audience over the years and they've become involved and so has she. What hasn't changed is her passion and her purpose, which is making women look good and feel good. And today we sit down with Lamerica to talk about doing just that, looking good and feeling good. Let's get it in, y'all. Hello, hello. So we have Lamerica London on the line today. And Lamerica London is the owner of Lux by London Boutique, which is an online boutique that she's going to talk about um, today on our episode. So, Lamirica, go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience and tell us a little bit more about yourself. Hi, um, my name is Lamirica London, professionally or I guess industry known as London. I do own a online women's boutique, Lux by London, although it's not my first boutique. Um, this is like my, I guess, second chance at it. Um, HBCU alum, shout out to PV. <laughs> and I am overall, um, I want to say, natural born hustler, friend, cousin, all that good stuff. Okay. Well, thank you for introducing yourself to the audience. So I'm just going to go over a few questions with you and just to get your idea of queening. So we are doing the queening series this month to till the end of November to celebrate my upcoming anthology queening. And I thought it was important to not only focus on the inside journeys that people go through, but also feeling good on the outside and wanting to carry yourself in a way that a queen should. So that's what we're going to talk about today, queening and how it relates to your boutique. So tell me, what does queening mean to you? Queening to me means being confident, owning your femininity, knowing, I guess, how to be sexy, 
how to be cool, you know, how to just be yourself, regardless of, I guess, what's going on or what everybody else is doing. You just remain true to who you are and you walk in your own lane. Okay. Okay. How do you, I guess, tell me more about the different types of way you make sure that you're queening. One of the things that I absolutely like to do, and people, I guess, start calling it self-care, is I like to get my hair done. I like to get my nails done. I like to do my makeup. And while it may just seem like girly things or things that you only do when you're getting ready to go out, I just truly feel my best when I look my best. You know, they say you you look good, you feel good, you do good. So I, I kind of live by that. So any chance I can take to pamper myself or get dressed up, I am all for it. Yeah, and I think that is a form of self-care as well because depending on how you look on the outside, it can change how you feel in the, on the inside. And if you're feeling down, if you're feeling not quite there you can put on a cute outfit get your hair done and change your whole mood for the day absolutely absolutely do you think that being having that type of self-care or doing those things for self-care um are are kind of taken the wrong way as people see you as um not pampered but (laughs) conceited or high maintenance there we go this would see you as high maintenance now, what I will say is, it's definitely a bill. Self-care is definitely a bill. Mm-hmm. So, I wouldn't say so much is high maintenance. I just feel like, you know, it's just the cost of maintenance, you know? So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. and honestly, like, I've been getting my nails done since, like, eighth grade. So... <laughs> It's not like anything new, but what Mm -hmm. has happened is the price. So I've seen the price increase and I'm like, oh my God, like we was really going every two weeks, you know, to get our Mm -hmm. nails done. We was only paying like $15. And now I'm seeing people get their nails done one time and it's like $120, $150. And now that's not my cup of tea per se. Right. I should get them done, but that's, you know above what I'm willing to pay so I definitely make sure I stay in my budget Mm -hmm. because like I say if you're out and you're you know buying makeup that could be an expensive habit depending Mm -hmm. on what brands you're buying you know getting your hair done depending on what you're doing um like I currently have micro links right now and you know some people charge like $500 for the install plus the head Mm -hmm. so we're talking about a $500 hairdo you get what I'm saying so Mm -hmm. it does kind of you know turn into high maintenance but at the same time like I say for me when I have my hair freshly done I got my nails freshly done you know I may just sit down and do my makeup because I feel like okay let me see your complete look and I'm not going anywhere but you know that's what makes me feel good yeah and do you think it's important for women to do things like that for themselves not necessarily for um, other people to compliment or other people to say anything, but just for themselves to make themselves feel good? Absolutely. You know, and I think this is where people sometimes get it misunderstood. 
for me, the things that I do is never for anybody else. Nobody else it's right. always for myself. And but, sometimes, just say, if I do my makeup and I feel like my makeup is really, really cute and I may not have gone anywhere, I may have just, like, done pictures for my website and, you know, I finished or whatever, I'll go to Target and take a spin up and down the aisles just so somebody else can see me because I feel like I'm cute. <laughs> and I don't want to waste a good face. Please. You know, mm-hmm. I'll make sure I do, like, a video you know, or something like that. I'm like, you know, this face was just too cute for me not to let anybody else see it. <laughs> but <laughs> people take that, you know, sometimes as you being, you know, conceited or something like that. But honestly, I don't even like to be in front of the camera. Right. If I could be behind the scenes doing everything, I totally would. So I think in a lot of people tell me like I wish I could just you know get on Facebook live and just you know you just on there you just light up and I'm like well I mean I don't have a choice I can't go live and just sit there I mean I have people looking so you have to you know entertain your audience you have to engage with your audience but I honestly like the public speaking even when doing this interview I was like what am I gonna say I don't like talking about myself I don't really like public speaking but you know when it's I guess curtains up or when the lights is on boom you know I I can do it but it's like you don't want to say the wrong thing you don't want to come off a certain way you know you want to make sure you say enough so that they get your get what you're trying to say but don't say too much so it's always kind of like you know walking that fine line but yeah yeah talk about um what inspired you to have a a boutique in the the first place so i actually started i want to say 2009 nine maybe ten with a fashion blog so the fashion blog was called fashion be late and basically what i did was kind of just say if a celebrity if it was like a celebrity event like the emmys or something you know i would pull mostly like the black entertainers and you know their outfits talk about the outfits who was by you know give them give them a rating and then i started going to different events that we would have locally and I would, you know, be on a press pass. So I would actually get to interview celebrities and take pictures with them and, you know, talk about their outfits as well. So mm-hmm. from that, it evolved into Fashion Be Late Boutique, which I ran, I think, until early 2012. Now, I meant to take like a small break, but it just totally ended up with me abandoning the idea. Mm-hmm. And in the back of my mind, I always wanted to bring it back. It just took me a little bit longer than expected so 2019 i actually brought fashion relate back and um did really really well especially and it it was kind of weird because i started late 2019 and then 2020 we had the pandemic right but last year was extremely successful i guess everybody was just in the house and bored and wanted to buy clothes and and then we could go back outside you know they're gonna be Um, cute when they step out (laughs) right you know buying outfits for anticipation of getting back outside so Mm -hmm. um it was kind of a good feeling to know that hey it's been all this time and i was able to kind of come back in and step back into it but you know, to me, I still feel like I'm the rookie because during all this time that I was on this break, this hiatus, we have the, you know, Instagram. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I was I was th- I was there when Instagram, you know, started, but it wasn't what it is now. Right. Social media has totally transformed in the past 10 years. So, you know, it's a whole different kind of ball game with the marketing as far as having to these reels and you know people are doing all these little skits and all this different kind of stuff to gain an audience so you know it's kind of like I I know right so it's like I know what I'm doing but then it's kind of like I still don't know so like in my Instagram bio I have I'm the rookie and the vet so it's kind of like I'm new but I've been here before because I have to remind myself like you can always be a student. You can always, you know, keep learning. There's always something new for you to discover about the business. So, yeah, yeah. And I think social media is, to me, I think it's a, it's a blessing and a curse because it's a blessing because you can put yourself out there and be known and build your audience and um, let people see what you're doing and see like your, like your business and stuff like that. But right. it's a curse because you, in order for you to be successful with it, you have to be consistent. You have to be up to date. You have to know what's going on. You got to work yes. at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so many different parts. And then yeah. it's kind of like you're almost trying to, I guess, figure out what the people want to see. See, yeah. And, you know, you have all these different kind of shoppers. And me personally, you know, I grew up in the era of they had catalogs. You know, we grew up with the J.C. Penny book, the mm-hmm. Sears book. So yeah. whatever we wanted was in the book. You circled it, your mama called, you ordered it, or went to the store and got it. Got so it. you know, seeing things in person or on a person is totally different. You could actually, you know, ask questions right then. It is is totally different from the type of shopping that I'm used to. I've been an online shopper. You know, people weren't going live. People weren't doing videos. You know, this is the item. You're going to buy it. It's your size, you know. So for me, I have to adjust to what's going on right now. Because me, if I see it and I want it, I'm adding it to cart. Boom. I don't need a video. I don't need you doing a dance, singing a song. I don't need that. But I realized that some people, you have to actually like reel them in. You know, they say this whole, they have to buy into your personality and who you are. I don't need to know your life story to buy nothing from you. That's <laughs> true. I, you know, it's, I try to put myself in the mind of the business owner versus the consumer. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's kind of hard. Like I say, I, you know, I'm a different kind of shopper. I don't, I don't need to know your life story. You don't have to go live and, tell me about your kids and show me your husband and your house and where you live. <laughs> like, I don't need all that for me to buy a dress from you. How much mm-hmm. is a dress? Where can I get it from? Like, that's all the information that I need. But like mm-hmm. I say, you know, with social media, it's you only see the success part of it. You don't see the, the parts where, you know, it's shipping delays, where you know, you order something from your vendor and you get it and it's Barbie doll clothes you Mm. know yeah they don't you know people don't see that people don't see you know the emails when somebody's order is late and they cussing you out in the email not me other people not me um (laughs) you know you don't see that and you know sometimes it's a lot of scamming going on people are taking your money for orders or things that they're supposed to have and they never get it Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I get it. People are always wanting to know, like, are you a real person? Are you are trustworthy? You-, mm-hmm. you know, so I absolutely, you know, understand that because even with the boutique, as I was saying, with fashionably late, um, 
and if you, if you heard in the beginning of the interview, it's now Lux by London because I found somebody else was using that business name. Mm-hmm. And what makes it even more weird to me is not only are they using the business, they're, they're using a the business name, it's spelled the exact same way as mine was, which is fashionably, and then L in the letter eight. It wasn't L A T E. And I had something in my bio on the website, and they copied that whole entire bio and put it on their website. Wow. So we're talking like 2019, you know, something that I wrote, but because I wrote it, you know, I remember that I put that on the website. So when I went to the, and they were were like in Indiana or something, I'm like, well, maybe it was somebody I went to school with, or maybe it was somebody who, you know, Mm -hmm. used to follow my website or, you know, and they just decided to use that name or whatever. And I decided to trademark it. Right. I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, I'm going to trademark it. So that way it won't be any confusion because the website name was also close to my website name. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, if I trademark it first, then they will have to change their business name so that my customers aren't confused, right? I go to trademark it and QVC owns mm-hmm. a trademark to a segment that they were supposed to do or used to do, but it included fashionably late. Wow. and when you do trademarking, you know, there's different type of subdivisions that they have. So their subdivision included online sales. So online sales using the name Fashion Relay. Retail sales so that I I, I would never be able to open a store using that name as well. And then it was something like um, it was online, it was in store, and then it was kind of like other stuff too i guess like you had like pamphlets or something that's like you know catalogs or something that you wanted to send out like it covered all of those areas so i had to do a complete name change <laughs> and wow. here we are with lux by london and see that's why i say sometimes i mean i wouldn't say that was social media because you was doing fashion late before social media even really became what exactly. it is exactly but that is something that you have to worry about when you're going into entre- entrepreneurship and creating your own businesses is someone stealing your idea. Right. And now you have this brand or something that you was building as your brand that you have to now re um I'm not gonna say re well rebrand. Rebrand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean that actually is anybody who's listening who's thinking of doing businesses, look into these things because you you can be like what she said, been doing something for years. Somebody take your name, somebody take your idea, even take your wording from your site. But here's the thing I want I want to say this a lot of people who are starting out new in business the things that they do first I'm not gonna say that they're wrong but people spend a lot of money on the front end mm-hmm. and then they're upset because they're not making money on the back end so a lot of people the first thing they do when they decide they want to do a business they go and get an LLC well when you do an LLC that puts you into a different tax bracket as well as you have to file additional tax forms so that's that's number one and people already don't even know about regular taxes right so Mm. now you have a a separate set of taxes to do and then the second thing they do is they go into trademarking now 
trademarking now llc's i'm saying for the state of texas the state that i'm in it's 300 to do an llc in the state of texas now a trademark trademarks i think are 1800 wow okay so and then it's not a quick process either it's about a, a year-long process to get everything done. So if you're a new business owner and you're just starting out and just say you only have five, $600 or whatever, whatever business it is that you're going to do, start your business. Yeah. Make your money. And then when you get to a point to where you feel like, okay, I can, this business is really going somewhere. You know, we're getting a lot of requests for interviews or, getting a lot of publications, you know, or you may have a reel or something that did, you know, 100,000 views or something like that. When you start to see yourself actually elevating and you're making more money, then go into the LLC part, going into the trademarking part, because you don't want to spend money that you have not even made yet, on right. a business that may not even be successful, if that makes sense. Right, right. That's right. my tip of the day. So. <laughs> I'll just say, that's a good tip. That's a good tip. That's my tip of the day. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. So, um, when we come to your boutique, talk about the style of clothes that you offer and what determines the items that you sell. Okay. So for me, I'm going to say the age range is going to be, depending on what the item is, I'm going to say from like 28 to 45. Okay. And I'm going to say that only because most of my customers are customers that I had from before. So I had a lot of people from 10 years ago come back as customers. So, of course, now we're older. Some of them have had kids, you know. Mm -hmm. So as women, our bodies have changed. Our taste in clothing has changed. Mm -hmm. So right. the items that I always try to select are items that are going to be figure flattering. Items that are going to be high waist. Items that's going to, you know, cover that fupa. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, because a lot of people, that's, you know, that's their issue. Is yeah. Some women want, you know, they want to make sure that their their stomach is not going to be showing. They, you know, their belly not going to be showing. Um, right. Their rolls not showing. Or if it's something like some pants or something like that, they want to know if their booty going to pop. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny, you know, we can laugh about it, but it's like you have to be aware of the female body. Right. And the changes that we go through and the things that we do when we're selecting clothes. Like some people put on a dress and they be in the living room or the dressing room and they start twerking. They want to see how it's going to look if they in the club and they dancing in the dress. Yeah. They want to see how it moves, if it's tight, you know, if it stays yeah. in place. So I, I take those things into consideration. So, again, I try not to get anything that's like too revealing because some people want to be sexy but covered up. Right. Because it's, it's a way to do that. You could be sexy and not even show skin. Right. But that all comes from confidence and how you carry yourself in the clothing that you're wearing as well. Um, right. I just try to make sure that when you're wearing something from that you feel your best, that you feel confident, you feel cute, you're comfortable. Because there's nothing worse than putting on a pair of pants or something and them pants are too tight on your stomach. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're going out to dinner, that's gonna you ain't even gonna be able to enjoy your food because <laughs> your pants are too tight. <laughs> yep, yep. I know, and for me, like I, I have to have the right material. I don't like material 
feel funny either. Like if it's material that's gonna make me feel either itchy or even cold, you know, like some material it makes it's you feel thin. cold. Yeah, like thin right. material. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I have to make sure that the material is is good too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Good. Like I say, everything that I get, you know, I model my own clothing on my website, which again, I really wish I did not. But you know, people are able to see a real person. In the clothes, yeah. You know, in the clothing, not a model that is nowhere near their body specifications or body measurements. Right. A person. And, you know, they're able to say, okay, well, she wear these size. Because I always try to put the size that I'm wearing in any particular outfit on the website so they'll know um, if she's wearing this size, then I should be able to, you know, yeah. fit this size. So, yeah. you know, I try to be as helpful as I can. But, you know, you still have people that still have additional questions. And I, I totally get that, too. Yeah, yeah. How do you, how does what you wear relates to the idea of queening? I think it depends on where I'm going. Like, yeah. If, not, I'm going to say 90% of the, 98% of the time, <laughs> I am comfortable. I'm, right. If I'm home, I'm in a moo moo, I'm wearing sweats and a t shirt. You know, I am super dressed down, but when it's time to go out, <laughs> it's going to take me at least an hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> right. But it's going to be well worth it. Like, like I say, like my friend is having a party this weekend and the attire is all black. And, you know, not even because it's me, but my it's my friend's party. So I want to make sure that as her friend, I'm bringing the energy that she wants for her party. Party, right. You know right. what I'm saying? So if it's your birthday, I'm not showing up in any old thing. Like, birthdays are special days. Yeah. So I feel like if you're going to be dressed up, I'm going to get dressed up too. Right. That, right. But that's just me. Like, And I'm usually nine times out of ten, always overdressed anytime I go somewhere. <laughs> I've just learned to accept that I'm gonna be overdressed, but Dressed. this is the outfit I wanted to wear, <laughs> and I'm cute, so boom. And then too, I think it's I I think it's best to be considered as the person that's overdressed because I'd rather go somewhere and be like, oh, okay, I'm you know I might be a little overdressed, and go somewhere to be like, ooh, I probably should have dressed up a little bit up for this because it'll make you feel like uncomfortable being around people. And you're underdressed. Right. Yeah, it's, it's so like, hard for me to dress down. Yeah. It's like, even when I try to dress down, I have like super glam makeup, big lashes, big hair. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, it's so hard for me to like yeah. dress down or dress regular. Like dress yeah. down to me is like wearing a little heel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I think that's like, to me, that embodies being like queening and just knowing, being confident in who you are, knowing that I can wear whatever I want, whether I'm overdressed, undressed, dressed down, however, and to feel good about what you're wearing. And when you walk into a room, I think that's exactly. just exactly, yeah, I think that just exudes just being a queen and just being, you know, a confident woman. Because when think you go into a space, people are going to notice you and they're yeah. going to notice that energy that you have with you. Right. So right. even if, you may be feeling like, you know, it, I felt cute when I left the house, but I don't really know, 
you know, if I made the right choice in this outfit, when you right. walk into a room and other people see you and they start complimenting you, like, oh, girl, you look good. You're like, okay, well, I did make the right choice. You, I know, did you right start to yeah. feel, you know, a little bit better about, you know, your selection. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I knew I was killing it, but I didn't know I was killing it like this. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, okay. Right. I okay. <laughs> yeah okay okay so okay so we're coming to a close to the interview so i have a couple more questions for you um as far as your boutique so how are people able to purchase from you um give us your site and um your boot your boutique site so my website address is going to be luxbylondon.com l-u-x-e-b-y-l-o-n-d-o-n.com Lux by London. Y'all remember that? Lux by London to purchase online at her online boutique. Okay, so anything else that you would like to share with the audience today? I don't know. Like, I don't know what I would share. Um, I want, I think, always be yourself, always be true to who you are. Um, red lipstick is a must. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, always hydrate and moisturize. And if you're over the age of 30, please use an under eye cream. And a good fragrance, one or two sprays, goes a long way. I like that. That's good advice. Good advice. <laughs> always, keep, always keep a red lipstick. Um... I also like. I also feel like you have to have a, a cute pink one too, but um, oh, yes, or nude, yeah. or nude. Yeah, yeah. So um, I definitely gonna take that advice. As I'm, I'm getting a little bit better. I don't really wear too much makeup when I'm um, on a regular day, but when I go somewhere, I try to, I try to make up myself a little bit. I might not put so on red lipstick, but what's your favorite red <laughs> lipstick? Um, the red that I normally is a, a, a go to for me is um i can't remember the name but it's by uh two-face and it's on oh, a okay. song and i cannot think of it oh you fancy right you wearing two-face lipsticks well honey. that's because when i started to get into makeup which was mm -hmm. about six years ago and i just remember this because that's when i was doing pageants and i had to learn how to do my own makeup mm -hmm, i was mm -hmm. following people on YouTube to learn how to do my makeup, but everything that they was using was always by Too Faced, uh, Mac. Uh, I mean, just expensive makeup. Mm -hmm. And I was afraid that if I tried to go and dupe it, it wouldn't be because I wasn't really like savvy with makeup. So I was afraid if I tried to dupe it, it wouldn't be the same, the same formula. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I might as well, if I want to be doing this thing and wearing makeup, might as well get the right one because I don't want to mess up thinking I'm going to try to do the best, ne the next best thing and it doesn't right. come out. So that makes sense. Yeah. So I had, I can't remember. And it's like on the tip of my tongue, but it's a, it's by Too Faced and it's a red lipstick and it's so pretty because it's a, um, it's matte, but it doesn't make my lips feel dry. Right. It makes it look um, moisturized, but still with that matte look. So that's my red. But I do love to put pink because I think I'm getting used to my skin color. Uh, pink looking nice on my skin color. So I try to use Absolutely. a little bit more pink. Absolutely. So, 
All right, then. Well, I enjoyed this conversation about queening, about fashion, about your online boutique. I pray that everyone that's listening will uh, check out the website. Go to Lux by London again, Lux by London X, sorry, L-U-X-E-B-Y-L-O-N-D-O-N.com. Um, she will love your service. She has great things. I've purchased things as well. The things that I think I could fit, I purchased those as well. And I haven't been disappointed. So you won't be disappointed as well. So I'm going to go ahead and let you go. Um, thank you for your words. Thank you for your interview. And we will talk later. Bye. 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 (laughs) And this concludes my interview with Lamerica London, owner of Boutique Lux by London. And by the way, I did look up the lipstick that I was talking about in the interview by Too Faced. It is called Lady Balls. And it's a pretty red lipstick that is very um, comfortable on the lips and it looks good on any complexion. So I just wanted to come back and tell y'all that because I couldn't remember during the interview what the name of that particular lipstick goes. And um, she does recommend that you always have a red lipstick okay and i'm gonna agree with that all right so um thank you for tuning in with us and just talking about um looking good and feeling good remember you can follow me on instagram at the book of alicia as well as like my facebook page the book of alicia and don't forget you can check out my blog at www.aliciashavon.com that's www.aleshashevon.com where you're able to get a glimpse of my life and thoughts as well as purchase books that I have co-authored and I pray that you enjoyed the show till next time y'all be blessed I'm out